This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. It's a harder way of getting food to people, but that's the commitment we made of, yeah, it's going to be harder because the system operates in one particular way and we're trying to change that, to show that it's possible. Yes, it's more work, but it's also, you know, more fulfilling and we're making a big impact and, you know, we're committed to that. Hello, I'm Maria Staunton. And I'm Mary Costello. And this is Making It, the show that reveals the true stories of Mayo's women in business. From top executives, to artists, to female founders, to those providing essential services in our local towns. Stay with us for the next 20 minutes. And who knows, you might hear the advice or inspiration you need to get your own dream off the ground. Hello, I'm Mary Costello. Welcome to Making It. And here's today's guest to introduce herself. So my name is McKinley Neal. I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky in the United States. And I've been living in the West of Ireland now for just over four years. McKinley is the co-founder of a revolutionary new kind of shop. It's in Westport and it's called Pax Whole Foods and Eco Goods. So we are what we call a zero waste or minimal waste uh, shop. So in that sense, we are selling bulk or loose foods uh, as a majority of our of our stock. And so people can bring their own containers to refill to get nuts, seeds, grains, pasta, uh, beans, lentils, loads of other things. We also have a range of liquids, oils and vinegars um, and, you know, baking ingredients and, and loads of other products. It's, it's just over 200 bulk organic foods at the moment. Okay, this one is ready. She's coming back quite soon. As well as foods, they do refills of eco-friendly cleaning products and personal items like creams and lotions, most of them made in Ireland. They also stock reusable containers to replace wasteful single-use items. And they even have plastic-free homewares, toys and stationery. When she moved to Ireland, McKinley was working in HR and development for an American multinational spirits company. She worked for them in several countries, but at that point had been stationed for a number of years in Hamburg. Moving here uh, from Germany, it was a big change in the way that we um, had done our shopping in Germany, which was much more local. And there were urban farmers markets in different parts of the city, so we could buy you know, food direct from farmers, packaging free in front of a big metro station, basically. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the supermarkets had options that were unpackaged, loose. Um, there weren't any refill shops there. There have been several that have opened in Hamburg since we, since we moved here. Um, but, you know, it was just a lot easier generally to manage packaging waste. And then when we moved to Ireland, it was just enormously overwhelming to be paying bin charges and then be filling the bin with things that, you know, we didn't want, <laughs> especially for things like organic foods tended to be more packaged than non-organic foods. And so, you know, that was something that I'd just been wrestling with from the time that we moved. And so one of the things I started doing was shopping at the local country markets in Westport. And it was there that she got to know a stallholder, Kirsten McDonough. They didn't know it yet, but before long, they would become business partners. 
They both lamented the lack of options for people who wanted to shop packaging free and began discussing how that could be changed. And then uh, when I was on maternity leave after my, the birth of my second child, uh, my company changed my position and offered me a role that would have required a lot of travel around Europe and emerging markets. And I was not willing to do that. McKinley took that opportunity to pivot towards the ideas she and Kirsten had been discussing and immediately started researching. I wanted to know if there had been a light bulb moment during the research phase where she realised they could be onto a winner. McKinley told me about a talk that she attended in Westport Town Hall about zero waste. And, you know, they had the room set up, the upstairs room set up for about 30 people to attend. <laughs> Pretty soon they couldn't fit anyone in and they had to move it quickly to the, to the main theatre. And there were several hundred people who attended. And after seeing that, I thought, oh gosh, this is a place where it definitely could work if all of these people are so curious about the way that this family has cut down on their waste and changed, you know, their lifestyle to, you know, decrease their consumption and to buy better um, and to support local. So uh, that that was kind of for me an aha moment. We just moved ahead and did it. So we were one of the, you know, first three to five shops in all of Ireland that opened kind of at the scale we did as in jumped in and said, you know, this is this is going to be a proper zero waste shop with a large selection from the start so that people can replace as much of their shopping elsewhere by coming to us. I, I don't think I ever had ambitions to say, oh, I really want to own or start my own thing. I think in my perspective, it was, I was unhappy with what I was doing. I was having trouble finding something to pinpoint that I really wanted to do better, but I just felt really moved by this need to set up something that met my own personal needs, frankly, you know, quite selfish um, about the way that I wanted to be a consumer and also saying that it would probably meet other people's needs and, you know, be a great way to get myself involved in this new community. And could you give us just a sure. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Compared to your typical food shop, the day-to-day -day admin is time-consuming and complicated. You know, there's a lot of inventory management, there's a lot of on-the-fly pricing decisions, there's a lot of price, there can be price fluctuations to respond to, so there are a lot of challenges that I, you know, I, I've just had to learn as we go along. Um, you know, the easy part is is buying and, you know, pre-made products that have a recommended retail price and, and a set margin, and, and that's clear. It's everything else that's, you know, you, you learn as you go. We're learning, we're working with the suppliers to get all of the information, whereas I think that's a big change from other businesses where, you know, you you, you get a supply list and, and you can just tick the box and order whatever. I mean, I have kind of protracted conversations either by phone or by email to ask, you know, well, exactly how is this made? What are all the ingredients? If I don't recognize something, where does that come from? Um, you know, how is it packaged? If something arrives to us uh, a little bit, you know, different than we expected, either in the packaging or, you know, the usage or something like that, then we follow up and, and you know, reserve the right to, you know, to make suggestions or, or to, to not accept uh, things. So it's, it's, a, it's a very rigorous process and it's a lot more hands-on. Um, and, you know, we take pride in dealing with a lot of 
small producers. Um, but then, you know, that, that also takes a lot of time to, to, to chat to them all, understand what they're making, understand how they're doing it. Um, but at the same time, they've been the people who have been really willing to work with us to, for example, give us, you know, larger sizes. So, um, High Bank Orchards, um, is a producer of organic apple cider vinegar. On their stock list, it said that they provide refills in five liter containers. And I asked for a 25 liter drum because at least that, you know, that, you know, it, it, it's less plastic, you know, overall. And so they were absolutely happy to do that. And I can do that because they're based in Ireland and we can have that conversation. And the same with the personal care producers when they pr- approach me and say, look, we have these in, you know, tins that you can sell. And then I say, well, would it be possible to do a refill? Does that work with the particular product that you're doing? And I explain the way that we, you know, put on gloves and we use clean um, instruments to, to scoop out the product into someone's uh, container and things like that. So, yeah, there's there's a lot around running the business. That's not just grab something off the shelf and stick it into your cart <laughs> that we have to talk to people about. And it's also hard physical work. You know, we get a pallet load of 25 kg bags of beans and rice and you know everything else on you know fairly regular basis and we have to physically carry them into the storeroom and then we have to fill the dispensers as they empty and then once they're empty and we're switching to a new batch we have to wash these dispensers and dry them and and you know it's a it's a lot of heavy lifting it's a lot of constant refills it's you know it's it's a harder way of getting food to people but that's the commitment we made of, yeah, it's going to be harder because the system operates in one particular way and we're trying to change that to show that it's possible. Yes, it's more work, but it's also, um, you know, more fulfilling and we're making a big impact and, um, you know, we're committed to that. From a business perspective, though, you know, the timing was right. I mean, people were primed. People have now heard about the climate crisis for a number of years. People were, were really looking for a way to do some shopping in line with their ideals, um, especially in smaller communities that, you know, in, in a lot of small rural communities, you know, you may only have one option. And that doesn't always feel fair. And it hasn't always been easy, you know, for farmers to connect to people. So there are amazing people across Ireland, you know, growing vegetables, increasingly growing grains and other things, reviving, you know, kind of older agricultural practices and things like that. But they didn't have an outlet to customers as well. Um, because even though Ireland is a small country, it can be very hard for small producers to get their goods to places. And so, you know, that has really changed even in the two and a half years that we've been in business. There are more and more opportunities and we want to, you know, just continue to support, um, you know, local producers, producers definitely of organic foods and, you know, personal care items and household goods that are, you know, healthy for, for people on the planet. McKinley has a master's in labour, social movements and development so finds it even harder than the rest of us do to ignore the effects of global food supply chains where value doesn't go to the people who grow food, 
but to those who package and market it. You know, I think that's that's a big imbalance. And so, you know, I feel better about buying in food in its pretty, you know, original form and knowing, you know, that at least less of the value is lost along the way or I'm taking less of the credit for, you know, dressing it up. Um, this is the food that other people in other parts of the world are eating, the beans and the rice and you know, other grains. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just a bit more of a connection to, yeah, the way I think things should be a bit more balanced. But of course, not everyone considers these things when they go shopping. We've other things on our mind, like prices, for example. Also, for many of us, this is a totally new way of shopping. So how do they overcome that? And can they compete on price? Yeah, well, it's interesting because for a while I described washing up liquid as the gateway drug to a refill shop because we would have people, especially people that we wouldn't necessarily have expected. I mean, I think my target consumer when I first started was someone like me, you know, someone with kind of a young family thinking about the same kind of things that I was thinking or young people who had been, who had grown up talking about these things in schools and things like that. But then we, we started having, you know, a lot of, you know, people older than me who were showing up with an empty bottle saying, I've run out of my dishwashing liquid and somebody told me I could bring my bottle here and get it refilled. And so, great, yeah, we can absolutely do that. And then maybe the next time they came in with one jar and they said, okay, I see that you have all this food. I've brought my washing up liquid bottle back. It's empty again. And now can you put something in the jar? And sometimes that was the request of like, just, just give me anything. And so I can see how it works, how much it is, um, you know, cause you know, some people have the perception because we have chosen to go basically 99% organic on the foods that it's going to be more expensive. But the beauty of bulk is you're not paying for the packaging and the processing and the marketing and all of that stuff. So it makes it more affordable. You know, we sell, we sell massive amounts of food and that's, that's only increased during COVID when people are staying home and making the majority of their own meals. So we sell an incredible amount of porridge and rice and lentils and, but you know, nuts and dried fruits and everything. We sell all of the stuff that we have, you know, at, at times when we've had a product that hasn't sold very well, we've moved it on and listed something else to, to be adaptive and responsive to the needs of our customers. But then we also have people who show up because they say, Oh yeah, we know if we need a reusable water bottle or lunchbox or wooden washing up brush, Pax is the place we can get it. We just know, you know, not only will they have it, but they might have options. So what about gender? Yeah, I have lots of thoughts about gender, definitely. <laughs> McKinley came from the world of corporate HR but she told me she'd never actually applied for a HR position in her company. Those kinds of responsibilities were given to her, perhaps, she says, because she is a woman. I think in a lot of ways, like that ties into kind of women's participation in the environmental movement in a lot of ways is this, this gendered aspect of like, we are seen as the caretakers, we can be, you know, there's this connotation of mother earth and women, you know, being nurturing and things like that. And so I see, you know, women doing this so much, you know, I have a female business partner, we have all female staff, and we've had some, you know, one, two male work students transition year, but 
anytime we've gotten an application for a job, it's it's been from a woman, um, even though we're doing very hard work by lifting, you know, large sacks of food and filling them and washing large containers and things like that. So it's 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 kind of ironic. But if you look around, um, you know, the majority of shops like ours or other businesses that don't do food and just do the reusable items and things like that, I'd say 90% of them are, are led by women in Ireland. We're exceptionally open with all of our female employees because we know the challenges of, of being female. And so, you know, there's this constant conversation around kind of all things about our experience, whether that's, you know, things that have happened to us in the past or things that we need to address to ensure that everyone feels extremely safe and is not overlooked or left in a position of, um, you know, being vulnerable, unfortunately, in other places where you know you you have a mixed workforce it unfortunately tends to be dominated by male needs as the default um and you know that's the difference is we you know we do have a space where you know we can talk openly about things that affect women in particular um, and address those mckindley and the rest of the team at pax are doing what they're doing because they're prepared to work extremely hard to see big changes in how we buy and consume things here in Ireland going into the future. And it's a future that's already arrived of climate chaos and resource depletion. In this business, the reward comes through conversations with customers that show these changes are already taking place. They're not the kind of conversations you have with someone if you go into a supermarket. Um, it, you know, it's a, it's a different kind of relationship that we cultivate because we're always sharing information and stories with our customers. And, you know, we know who's planting trees. We know who, who, who gardens. We know, you know, who makes crafts or upcycles the pallets that, you know, come uh, with our bulk food orders and things like that. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's very gratifying, um, you know, to see make people making changes or, you know, we know people also buy their containers, especially during COVID when, you know, they'll bring in their, their bags of boxes of jars every week. And, you know, we notice when a person started out once a week with three jars and then moved to six jars and now they're filling 12 jars every week. Um, and, you know, I think, I think that's amazing because you can tally it up and say, okay, you know, that's, you know, in a week, it's easily thousands of pieces of plastic, you know, it, instead of people buying 300 grams of, of lentils in a plastic bag, they put it into a jar. And so that plastic doesn't exist. You've been listening to Making It. A huge thanks to my guest this week, McKinley Neal of Pax Whole Foods and Eco Goods. You can find them on Market Lane in Westport, or shop online at PaxWholeFoodsEcoGoods.com. That's Pax, P-A-X, WholeFoodsEcoGoods.com. If you like this show, why don't you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter? We're at Making It Mayo, all one word. We read and respond to all messages. So if you've got something you want to tell us, don't hesitate. This podcast was recorded remotely for Claremorris Community Radio. To find out more, visit ccr946.ie. From me, Mary Costello, and everyone on the team, thanks for listening. This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.